And that's the difference between... What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Around the Campfire, where we sit down with great minds from around the world to find ways that we can step up and uh, evolve as men, as leaders, as uh, dominant men that want to make an impact on the world. And today we have Yuval Mann on here. What's up, Yuval? How are you? It's all uh, lovely and wonderful. Thank you. Nice Dude, I'm you. excited that we've we finally got this going on. We've been trying to make this happen for a while, but um, I've been wanting to have you on. I know uh, you, uh, I met, uh, I got introduced to your content through Dave Gold and uh, some of the content was uh, helping guys with their sex lives and helping them be more dominant in bed. And I thought that was fucking awesome because I think more guys need that. Um, so I kind of want to just use this time to, that, this time we have to go deeper into um, guys, how we can improve on our, our connection with our sexuality, how we can be more dominant in the bedroom, maybe some mistakes that gen like generally that guys need to clear up um, and how we can, in the end, like have deeper and better relationships with women. So first of all, I think that it's very, very individual. Um, I am in my work and in my life aiming to never aim to one single point of hey this is the goal but rather figure out how can we as men um, reintroduce our relationship with sexuality with women um, and as a result of that our relationship with our entire life through the lens of what we are experiencing in relations to women and sex and so how did you um, get started with this journey, like coming to that understanding and, um, you know, being where you're at now? Um, it really just kind of happened. <laughs> um, I think for I came from an Orthodox Jewish upbringing. And so uh, pretty much since I left the community and I was about 20 and mm -hmm. just until last year, my my journey was mostly predominantly focused on the tantric aspect of of living and when i'm saying that a lot of people confuse tantra with sex but no tantra is actually um the path in which you use the energies that have come up when you interact with life with the dualistic experience of living connecting with people connecting with our world connecting with women as well mm -hmm. sex is just a part of it and you sublimate them and you transmute them into growth. And so I didn't even know what Tantra is, but that was why my focus was. I got really hey, deep can, into, yeah. Can you say that definition for Tantra again? Cause I really like that. And I really resonate with, uh, with that idea of like Tantra. Cause it's kind of, you know, from what I've seen in life and how, what I'm moving toward personally is seeing life as a moving yoga or meditation. And I feel like that fits kind of like the theme of what Tantra is. Yeah, so a lot of a lot of yogas um, see life in that way, and if okay. you ask me, all spiritual path leads to looking at life as your spiritual work. So spiritual work is not when I'm meditating or when I'm going to India or when I'm praying or whatever. It's day to day life. You know, as I interact with life, things come up, and I can let go of patterns. And you know, tantra specifically is busy and focus 
on that element, not from the perspective of karma or God or love as other paths, but rather from the perspective of the energies that are being created while we're interacting with life. So mm. it's just part of it. It's a very strong, powerful sexual energy, life force energy. Mm-hmm. We can use that in order to infuse our life, in order to create sex, uh, spiritual growth in the relationship and so on and so forth. But so as any other element of our life. So work, mm. you know, it's the sensual world, the world that we can sense, mm. the world that we can sense and how we interact with it. That's, that's how I see what Tantra is. And I didn't even know what it is, but it was my path. I, you know, uh, was very curious about women and sexuality and what it means and what it means for me and what does it mean to be a man and show up as a man. And um, I dived really deep into the elements of the sensual world, meaning I went on my dark sides and got really deep into <laughs> Tantra, BDSM, fetish community, mm. sex positive environments for a long, long, long time. Well, the last Sounds like that was very much the pathway of the lover, of like finding and exploring the, the lover side. Do you agree? Yeah, or? You can say so. You can say so. Yeah. Um, and part of that was experimentation with dominance, submission, leadership. And, but I want to like tying it back to the question you started with or the, the mm-hmm. phrase you started with. I don't think I don't push people to be more dominant. I don't think that's a, a worthy goal rather than be more authentic and be more who you are. And mm learn to lead and show up Um, and the difference between healthy dominance which comes from leadership and between domineering which a lot of people confuse it with so am i the day when i got trippy on the ego when women were just bowing down and wanting to do everything for me and like you know opening up their hearts and their bodies in ways i've never experienced before because i was just saying what i was saying and doing what i was doing and bringing that kind of leader dominant energy into the space mm-hmm. difference is that domineering is you do what i say and you submit to me as an act of as a passive act of surrender mm. and surrender on the other hand is more of an active act of it's my choice to surrender to you because i trust you as a leader because i see that mm-hmm. where we are going is safe and beautiful and will lead me to more safety and more opening of the hearts. And I'm feeling comfortable letting go and surrendering with you. And that's the difference between a leader and a tyrant. That a tyrant is just deciding mm. what the fuck he wants to do and everybody has to follow, otherwise they're gonna die. Right. And a leader shows you where he wants to take you from mm. the perspective of you and what's good for you. And ultimately it's your choice. So I feel that when man wants to show up like that in the bedroom and generally mm-hmm. with their spouse and generally in life, I would say, it's coming from the heart, coming from love, mm. coming from what does she need? Because oftentimes what I see is men coming into an interaction with women and generally with work, with life from the perspective of how does that serving me? Right, yeah. Well, how do I need to escalate? What should I say? How should I say it? It all comes from that mind of like, what do I need to do in order for her to behave in the way that I need her to behave? Mm-hmm. 
what I'm trying to do is to change their perspective completely to the point of a leader is a servant. A leader is not mm-hmm. a self-fulfilling egomaniac. Right. A leader it's, it's is like that classic quote, uh, great with great power comes great responsibility. Like to be the leader, you're generating the most value or giving the most that that puts you in that, that um, position. So that position is a function that's serving the whole. Like to be a leader, you're serving the whole by giving more, right? And well, I think a lot of people don't talk about that of, not the not the dark side of leadership, but you you have to you are a servant. You're a servant at the highest level. You're you're serving through your leadership, and a lot of people don't focus on that. They just focus on like the power, like what am I going to get, right? But that's that's the opposite energy that that allows you to serve in that role. I would say. Yeah, and from that perspective, dominance, domination, submission, and adding adding healthy dominance to the bedroom. Mm-hmm. How to include stripes and leather and black stuff and spanking and pain. That that's that's fun game. That it's it all fun games too. But it's just it doesn't have mm-hmm. to. Sometimes when you're in that space of service, yeah, you can drop in the space and just your breath and your presence is so powerful. Yeah, she has no other desire than opening up completely and and letting go and surrendering to you softly. You know, like just yeah, uh, like this is what she wants. This is what she desires to do in that space. And sometimes it's just a, a look and a breath, and you know, doesn't yeah, that's, anything else. that's that's something I'm working on myself is is being better at because I, I tend to be an overthinker or tend to be in my mind a lot. But focusing on the breath and and creating that space, and that's re- really where that silence, um, almost like that I call it the alpha influence or that dominant influence comes from. Because you're radiating now, you're radiating good energy where people feel comfortable in your space. It's like that you're creating almost like a comfortable energy bubble for people to feel comfortable in, or you know, in this case, the woman to feel comfortable in. Yeah, talking about alpha, you know, it's the same thing. Um, this uh, desire of men to be something that they are not, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want you to be alpha. I want you to be authentic. You. When you are authentic, mm. you, meaning you are aware and recognizing your own inner powers and peeling the, the, the peels of the bullshit mind and mm-hmm. the personality, um, these the conversations that you have with yourself and you realize mm-hmm. the deeper and deeper truth of you and your qualities and your beauty as a man and your ability to play and move between states of being and as a result of that your entire reality and what you are able to do in the, in reality changes right you become more of who you are you know and as a yeah. result of that people want to follow you in certain elements of life because you have something to say and you have something to be and you are beautiful and so i don't want you to become an alpha because when you're optimizing <laughs> to becoming an alpha you're optimizing to become something that you are not you are imitating someone else's behavior and it's just mm. why, you know? What yeah. about guys that have a desire to be leaders and to take on leadership? Would That's you not? How you become. That's how you become a leader. Yeah. How do you discover yeah. your true qualities before you become vulnerable, truthful mm. with yourself, and absolutely honest of where you're at in this moment in time? <clears throat> yeah. What are your qualities and how they play out and how they help other people? So it's also coming back to service, you know? Right. No, I like that. I like that definition of it. And I liked, um, I think the three points you said, if you could go deeper on them of like, 
well, your version of like conscious dominance or a higher higher vibration dominance it was like authenticity um there was one other one they're showing up kind of i would like to, that that sounds really interesting to me showing up and then leadership leadership what we just talked about as well yeah so can you go deeper into that like what does it mean to show up as a man sure um so i'm just gonna say what i mean when i said because obviously right we are uh, linguistic beings that are non-dualistic beings stuck in a dualistic experience of life. And we, we are stuck with our linguistics. And a lot of times it, it's, right. it's problematic because when I say love, there is love that is the absence of, uh, of hate, which is romantic love, but it's just a doorway to love that is a state of being, a quality of, of awareness, which is something much deeper than that. So linguistics sometimes yeah. is a, of a problem. So I'm just going to say what I mean yeah. when I say show up. I feel that showing up is choosing love over fear all the time, mm. more of the time, yeah. because a lot of the times what separates between us and living life as a direct experience with no filters and mitigations in a way that allows us to bring our qualities into the space in a beautiful way, sometimes it will be following and sometimes it will be leading mm -hmm. it's just this conversation that is constantly happening and it's always fear you know right should I, that? Yeah. Should I be that is it okay is it not okay you know yeah and when you become more loving and more truthful with yourself and more authentic and more vulnerable being able to admit where you are and be open and vulnerable about it because there is nothing wrong with being on the path with being on the journey with learning with failing with you know no one is asking you to be a perfect uh, man. No one is asking you to be mm -hmm. more spiritual. No one is asking you to be a saint. Just be a human. <laughs> and other people can recognize their humanity in you when you're able to be open and vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And through that vulnerability and openness, people trust you more and open to you more. And so the ability to choose love, meaning mm -hmm. how can I help? What can I do in this space to help? How am I needed here? It's becoming more of a question than how, what do I need to do in order for this reality to serve me and my, you know, needs. And what are some, uh, up, you know, yeah. What are some ways to help guys? Maybe like guys are really strong and they view vulnerability as a weakness to loosen up and open themselves up. Cause I noticed that for myself, I've gotten a little bit better at it, but I still like have times where I'm just like shielded. And I've talked to other guys as well, where when I talk to them, they're like, yeah, I just can't seem to, connect with women on a deeper level maybe i we can hook up and whatnot but i can't find that woman that wants to like i'm almost hyper masculine for her i've had guys like come to me with and and i think what it is is like they need to adopt more of the lover role of like the softening and, and like what you said like being vulnerable so how would you go about doing that or suggest it all starts with awareness you know it's okay. Okay. It's okay to close up. It's okay to have the, the ego conversations with ourselves. There is nothing wrong with that. There is nothing to fight. Mm -hmm. we cannot fight our attachments and identification with our ego. It's not okay. wrong. The only thing that we can do is to drop back into the moment and into what is happening and into the awareness of what is going on right now so we can watch this conversation happening and be like, oh, I'm putting shields on my heart right now. Mm. I'm aware of that. 
and letting it letting it fall and and being let go by itself. Um, okay. It's never a process of seeking to be more vulnerable, seeking to be better in the bedroom, seeking to be more spiritual, seeking to let go of ego and attachments. It's never going to work. Mm. It's always about... So it's more just, just being aware, just bringing that awareness when, when you feel that, that apprehension or whatnot. You cannot fight darkness. You can just turn off on the lights and the darkness disappears. And right, I like that. I'm saying light. I'm talking about the light of awareness. You know, the more mm -hmm. the more awareness you have into the moment, into what is happening right now, when you're able to disidentify with your thoughts, emotions, your body, all of the things that are not really who you are. Because if you can mm -hmm. watch them happening, it means you are. It's not you. And, yeah. And disidentify with them to the point in which they are just happenings. You know, they're just passing by and mm. you can look at them and you're like, oh, here I am closing my heart. I am not closed. Yeah. There is a closeness of my heart that is happening right now. I am not angry mm. or anxious. There is ang anger and anxiousness happening, you know? Mm. Yeah. Just, just this new mind is starting to create a space between the happenings of the mind and me. Yeah. And through that, I'm able to drop back into the moments, into my body, to take deep breath and to express something vulnerably. Even that, even speaking with her about what is going on. I am anxious right now. Or I feel that my heart is closed, but I'd like it to be more open because I feel comfortable with you. And I see you and I look at your eyes and I see a beautiful human being. And I want to connect with you on that level. Just be vulnerable with her about the happenings. You know, yeah, take that yeah, moment I think that's huge. And, and express that because this is exactly what vulnerability is, is being open with what is happening truthfully for you right now. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's huge. I think that that'll help a lot of guys, including myself, like when you feel that. And so bring that resistance and be like, okay, what am I feeling right now? And then like, women want bring to bring that into the moment. That level. Right. Tired that. Everybody, not just women, human beings connect with each other with vulnerability because then we can recognize each other in each other. Otherwise we just see masks mm. and connect with other masks. And then the whole entire interaction is just based on the mask. So mm -hmm. you have a social circle and relationships that are based on the mask that you put on. And so mm -hmm. the first step is recognizing your mask and being authentic about that. And we're like, yo, I'm wearing that mask right now. I would actually like to drop that with you, you know? <laughs> right. What are some ways that can help guys um, balance or center their sex drive? Sometimes the sexual energy is powerful, you know? And, and so I notice it like even in myself or with other guys that go out with, you can feel like the sex drive is too turned up, right? And I know for me, it's been a um, exercise in letting go, you know, letting go, releasing that, you know, putting that on hold, putting that pride or ego that needs to get that fucking result and just get into the moment to socialize and have fun with girls, being able to flirt with them, not needing anything from them. So what are some um, things that you have found that have been helpful with taming that sex drive when it's hyperactive? <laughs> so um, my view is that I tend to see that there is not too much. There is just what is. And that's the most beautiful okay. grace of perfection that's what could happen. Because even if you feel that it's too much, meaning you're current reality is giving you certain experiences that you would like to change, 
that mm-hmm. in and of itself is a beautiful gift that you would otherwise never experience mm-hmm. and therefore never get to the next level, right? So right. it's okay. Whatever you're experiencing right now, it's beautiful. It's okay. There is nothing mm. to do. There is no, no one to be. It's all, all wonderful. And that being said, when you are in that moment and there is a lot of sex drive and there's a lot of sexual energy happening in mm. you, a very beautiful thing is to direct that, recognize what it is. It's just energy. Mm-hmm. Right. Like other energies, sexual energy create a certain peak state in the body and makes you release certain hormones and chemicals in the body. And there is a beautiful mix of cocktail of chemicals happening in your brain that makes you feel high and make you feel a certain way and give you a drive to go to a certain direction. It's a wonderful thing that evolution has created in order for the wholeness of evolution to keep unfolding. So we go and we find mates and we impregnate them, right? It's a powerful, mm-hmm. powerful life energy. And so it's also wonderful to go and pursue women with that energy. There is nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. At the same time, cultivating a practice in which you can use that energy for other elements of your life, which is all women, it's all feminine. Your work is the feminine too. And your interaction with your friends is the feminine. It's all, all of your interaction with life is like interaction with women. When you realize Mm. that, you start seeing everything as women, everything as feminine, everything as God and goddess. And you start mm-hmm. interacting with reality from a place of awe and appreciation and divine. And so you mm-hmm. take that sexual energy and you can, if there is a woman with you, you sublimate this energy together into higher levels of consciousness and into beautiful openness and you fuck her open to God. And if there is no woman there, you can, talk, you can take it and direct it to your work. Right. Some some breathing, some uh, Wim Hof breathing, or some uh, cold shower. Yeah. Or take a run, or go to the gym, and use that energy and power that you feel inside of you for creation, for creativity. So you sit yeah. and write, and you get inspired, and you, you 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 go and serve someone with that energy. You know, so use it. So that's yeah. For me, I think it's that's huge. Better. It's just the same. You know. Right. The I think that's huge thing. with like getting those habits. You know, those habits down to channel that sex drive into a a positive nature you know doing the cold showers working out like for me i've been getting into kickboxing or um yeah moving the body you know or wim hof you said wim hof too i love wim hof wim hof has helped me so much because sometimes if you have too much of a sex drive it will travel up and so you have an over it almost like for me is overactivity in the brain but the wim hof helps like blow it out and again go creating that presence that that grounding presence um and, that tantra, and then also too, that is tantra. what's that? That is tantra. tantra. Yeah, yeah, working, yeah, yeah. Working with the energy, with the energetical body of, of of us, the life force, and cultivating that. And that's not just when there is no like both when you are directing that sexual energy towards a woman, as well as you are directing it towards other things. Right. It's the same spiritual work. It's the same idea. Mm. Not just take it and direct it towards her into rubbing genitals against each other and whatever, satisfying your sexual needs, which is amazing and wonderful in and of itself. But Mm -hmm. rather you take it and you open up to more and higher states of being together. Mm. You are with a woman with that energy and you're conscious about it and you fuck her open to God with that energy. There is just unparalleled to the experience that you can experience together. It's just something that you will just never experience otherwise. 
<laughs> and so as that's you, awesome when you yeah love with your laptop when you as you serve people in this world right when you make love with your clients or with your you know office mates or with your everything with your every moment you make love with your breath you make love with, with god and with the sights that you're seeing on every moment this is natural you know this is yeah this interaction with life from that perspective of, of life itself of life force itself I, i think that's huge and for guys that don't quite understand what you said because what you said was very uh like poetically said but yeah tantra is amazing it's taking your love your self-generated love and putting that out into the world you know and then like putting into everything and you know one thing you know part of the brand of conscious alpha is to help guys find purpose you know and you you put that perfectly like putting that into your work you know um even napoleon hill really talked about um sexual transmutation and and how you know to uh focus your sexual energy into putting something out creating you know awesome things and To go even deeper, the word that's coming up for me is expression, you know, your expression of life or expression of the authentic you. Um, so that's awesome. What are some uh, what are some new realizations you've had on your own personal journey through like Tantra um, and some new insights um, that you've kind of or breakthroughs you've had recently in this domain? So I think it's important to. I mean, all of these practices, you know, you mentioned Wim Hof and breathing and like Even the sheer practice of channeling the sexual energy and any other practice that you take on, it's important to see it for what it is, practice, and not get stuck on the method. Okay. Remember yeah, what's the point of doing all of that, which is <laughs> doing the work that you are here to do based on what you have in this moment. Not mm. get stuck on the method. Because a lot of people can get stuck on the method of sublimating sexual energy and it To a point in which they shut down their sexual energy or oh, get stuck on shit. the method of, um, um, I don't know, meditating and just meditate the whole day. And then moment after when, when happenings of life are happening, they get totally worked out and angry and whatever, whatever. So right. all of these things are just practices. Practices for what? Practices for more, less mind noise and more awareness. That's when it, what it comes to. It's practices, so for when we meet life, we are more aware, we are more in the moment, we are less in our mind and more in the present moment. All of these practices mm -hmm. serve the same purpose. And so it's important to remember that as practices. And I think that's something that I really learned um, you know, in the past years, that spiritual work, And you, you call it spiritual. Spiritual is a very, it's an overused term. You know, spiritual is for me, yeah. science of the spirit. It's, you know, mm. my relationship with the, the else, my relationship with God, my relationship with others, my relationship with women, my relationship with the world, my relationship with my mind, my relationship with other states of being. It's all things that you cannot quantify and make it a quantifiable science. And so we call it spirituality. So Right. There's no reason to be afraid of that word. It's just recognition of what it is, the science of the spirit. Mm. Um, and so the realization that I came in is that spiritual work is not when we do the practice. It's right now, every moment, watching the vision, yeah. being getting angry about something and worked up about something, having a breakup, getting into a relationship, being in a relationship, 
working, working out, bathing in the sun, whatever. It's all spiritual work because in every moment you have the potency of the moment yeah. to open up to more and drive more the, the light of awareness into it and learn new things and cultivate new understandings. Let go of some inner patterns as they meet your inner, as the reality meets your inner stuff. And so every moment, every moment has the potential to be spiritual work. When you meet a woman and you feel anxious or you feel that your heart is closed and you express that, that's you meeting the reality and shedding the light of awareness into it and expressing that out there and creating more love and openness in the space and therefore fucking this moment open. That's your spiritual work. You know? Yeah. Just, you just became more conscious. You just made her more yeah. conscious and the whole universe more conscious in the process, you know? Yeah. You, you expanded in the moment by being in the moment and, and helping the people you're with you to expand as well. Evolution. You became one with the, yeah. in the process of things getting more conscious and the universe right. experiencing itself through consciousness. Yeah, right. It's, it's beautiful, yeah. So it's everything is connected and, and you truly feel that connection too. Um, and, and I like the word you use. It's, I noticed I've been using that more to describe it is potency, a certain level of potency. And, and when you do these exercises, when you do the Wim Hof, and again, like you said, like not getting caught up in the method, but expanding your energy, being more in the moment, being connected to your authenticity, um, you do have that certain level of potency, which makes you attractive, which makes you magnetic. Um, something that I want to pick your brain about and get your view of it, because I see this pop up in the spiritual world is the thing of sacred sexuality. And what I appreciate about you is you've explored, you know, the different realms of, uh, you know, dominance, sex play, all that, all that fun. Um, so what irritates me is when people tend to take it as sacred sexuality and they tend to hold this like light up to it and they miss the point that like every moment is sacred. And so like for me, my view of it is like, if that's, that's what you want to do. And that's how you want to compartmentalize your life of keeping set, set sexuality sacred and, and, and work through it on that. And that's your tantra. Fine. But that's not how the universe works. And a lot of people preach it about like, that is the ultimate way. <laughs> that is the ultimate thing. But it's, I, I view that's like a fallacy in a way. So what is your take on that? It's a beautiful thing to, to dive into because that ties the conversation back to that point of spiritual work is now, you know? Yes. When yeah. you make only some things sacred, you just separate between something that is better or more sacred than other things. And you mm -hmm. basically got stuck on the method. You got stuck on the ah, yeah. instead of the yeah. thing, you know? And when you realize that even a moment of self-loathing or fear or rejection or meaningless sex, in the moment yeah. that you were there, diving the light of awareness into the moment and recognizing it for what it is and accepting it fully with your heart, that's sacred. Yeah. And so and every every moment is sacred. Every every when you choose to see it this way, you know? And mm -hmm. ultimately it's a choice. You can also choose to see everything materialistically and take things for face value. And that's ultimately a valid choice, you know? There is no, it's all but a dream anyway. But for me, sacred is not 
the things is the state of mind of the observer. Yes, that's huge. When you are in a that's state of mind, huge. state of being, of everything is sacred, your interruption with everything comes from so much love and respect and appreciation. You know, you see divine in everyone and everything. When you meet someone and they activate your inner stuff in a way that is uncomfortable, you see that too as sacred. You see that too as divinity intervening. Yeah. You to grow, you know? And so things stop being, oh, this is divine, this is not, this is whatever, this is just happening. Right. So ultimately, it's a state of being. You choose to interact with reality from a state of sacred. And you don't have to be spiritual mm -hmm. for it. You don't have to be believing God for it. You can be totally secular and just observe the sheer immensity of the process that needed to happen in order for this moment to happen. For mm. wholeness of unfoldingness. Trillion interconnections happening for 13 billion years, exactly the way you did, just so you will experience this moment right now. Holy fuck, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's Why powerful. Would I reject that? Why would I say this is bad? You know, like so when you choose to see things from that perspective, everything is sacred. Everything is yeah. divine. You don't need to believe in, in a certain God or a certain religion for it. And you don't need right. to buy into a certain spiritual path, a spiritual teaching idea. You can be the most secular, the most materialistic. It's just diving into the point in which you can recognize reality for what it is in its immensity and the immensity that you will never grasp with this. And just being like, holy fuck, all that happened just so I can experience this uncomfort? Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Thank you, you know? Yeah. So from that perspective, everything becomes sacred. Everything becomes your work, you know? R right. What are, some, um, what are some of the biggest blocks you see with working with guys, maybe your clients that prevent them or that you have to help, help guide them to overcome, to get them to that state of mind that you were talking about? Well, this is true for everyone that I work with and for every human being ever lived and for me that's getting stuck in here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that for myself as well. Somehow. It's always, it's always the uh, exercise of coming out of it, coming out of the mind. We, we were born into this world and pretty, pretty quickly our entire environment started to plant the seed of that idea in our head that we are somebody. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know? Our parents, our environment, our schools, our friends, we always, we learned that we identify who we are by looking at other people and seeking that validation that we are who we think we are. Right. So that kind of process created that endless inner conversation of the interaction that is happening between reality and my personality, my somebodyness, my inner stuff. Yeah. You know? Persona. Yeah. Persona. Yeah. This interaction is always, always, always happening. And that conversation that plane of reality that we, which we live in most of the time until we get aware and we start disidentifying with us more and more is filtering between us and direct experience of life. It's just filters and filters and filters and filters because 
Otherwise, yeah. with less filters, there is just you in the moment and you, you fight <laughs> directly. There is no mitigation. You know, you will do exactly what you want and it will be beautiful. And if it's not going to work out, you learn something from it and you're going to continue dancing, you know? Yeah. And the only reason why we are not showing up, tying it back to the show up, tying it back to being in the moment, you know, is that conversation we don't have. And so... <laughs> right. It's not, it's, I'm not saying that we need to eliminate that, to fight it. No, it's there for a reason. It's beautiful. It's part of evolution. For me, it's just a remembrance that this too is just one plane of reality. It's just one state of being consciousness. But there are many others, you know? For example, if you and I walk down the street and we meet the exact same reality happening, let's say, I don't know, someone is throwing some apples at us and shouting cursing, right? Yeah, sounds like a party. <laughs> we may very well experience this reality very differently based on our mm. needs. Yeah. So I might go completely like, what the fuck? And you will be like, oh, that's wonderful. That's what, what a beautiful <laughs> like, you know? So yeah. what, what they're, really, they're really in the moment. <laughs> Did reality change? Mm. The reality is the same reality. The way we interact with reality is completely different. Right. So the idea is not to try to work on this process of eliminating your ego. Your ego is there for a reason. It's just starting the process of awareness and noticing. And whenever the reality yeah. is meeting your inner stuff and activating you, remembering as quickly as you can that that too is just one moment in time out of infinite other moments happening everywhere all the time for many people. Yeah. Experienced through one state of being, which is the identification with the ego, with the personality. Mm. You have many other states of being available to you at any given moment that this very reality will be experienced very differently. Yeah, I feel but like what you're... Noticing of that is changing the, the game completely, you know? Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. I feel like, uh, you know, what came up for me when you were saying that was like, your projection of your perception onto reality. And I know for me, like, I've worked on like, loosening that a bit, because sometimes you can get caught up in your persona, the persona you're projecting, and then the perception you see reality through that persona, but really like, easing off of that almost like like you, we talked about before, like, letting the mask slide down slip a bit and, and releasing that perception and coming into the moment. Um, and then too, like another thing that came up too, was like, what's helped me kind of get better at sinking into the moment is, uh, knowing that everything exists in the moment and really seeing that, like truly seeing that and experiencing that for myself, that everything, every possibility, everything you want, need, and desire is in the moment and it, it'll show up and maybe not directly, but maybe the ideas, the inspirations for that, that will guide you along that path, um, to get you to where you're going will show up when you are letting go, surrendering into that moment. Yeah. And if not what you desire, then what you need. <laughs> uh, I like that. I like that. So um, we're going to wrap this up pretty quickly, but dude, thank you so much. You've been a wealth of information and, and very helpful. What are some um, maybe closing uh, inspirations that you can share with guys to help them um, improve their sex life and, and have confidence in, in um, going out, stepping into the moment, being vulnerable with women and um, 
improving their sex lives in that way. And then at the end too, I, I like to you to uh, plug in your um, Facebook or whatnot so people can find more of your content and your things that you're teaching. So yeah, I think that the, the answer to that question is in the body of the question. Like it is being more in the moment and more, you know, remembrance, mm. remembering that you are not your thoughts, you are not your feelings, that you, you have the capacity to be authentic and vulnerable in the moment, even if that means to just say what actually happens, you know, like I am anxious right now. I am closing yeah. my heart, but I actually want to open it with you because I feel very comfortable with you. Just like verbalizing or expressing that what which is it's available for you and that will create the authentic connection that you seek it's not about the women that you meet everyone right. every being is capable of deeper connection and deeper and, and i would go as far as to say seeking and craving deeper connection so don't look at women as like oh she's not conscious enough for me fuck that bullshit no connect see the divine with everyone look at their eyes and instead of seeing how you can use their body to satisfy your needs or your right. use them to satisfy your emotional physical spiritual needs look at them and how can i help how can i serve look at them and recognize their soul mm. their heart their struggles you know um and through that you will dive into more and more awareness and you will take this world of relating and dating that you are invo involving yourself with and make it your spiritual work and your spiritual growth. Yeah. Fighting even when it's painful, you know? <laughs> right. So, right. yeah. Um, if people want to connect with me, they can connect yeah. on Facebook, Yuval Man, um, or on Instagram, Yuval Man, double N dot S. Um, oh. I have a website, yuvalman.com. 1n yuvalman.com nice yeah man yeah do, do you have any uh do you have any upcoming projects or anything you're working with uh working on with uh getting ready for right now i'm mostly focused on uh doing one-on-one -on -one work with a lot of people okay. and uh cool. i'm in the process of writing a book uh, oh nice on on my journey from being jewish orthodox to experiencing um the last 10 years of the fetish bdsm community nice. traveling the world meeting god again through <laughs> divine intervention of reality and all the insane shenanigans that happened to me around the world in the last couple of mm -hmm. years going from an executive raising funds for invest from investors in southeast asia to working with people and opening their hearts and how did that all come to be and, it's awesome and then uh, yeah coming to the point of which i am right now and how did that happen and so Very uh, cool. um other than that, there is a program for men and women that I'm launching once or twice a year. And okay. you can find it all on my website or just reach out to me and we will see, you know. Cool. Very cool. Yeah, that uh, your book sounds like a exciting adventure to read about. Do you have a title for it or are you not revealing that yet? Uh, not yet. But it's, I, okay. uh, I have it in my mind. Cool. Well, we look forward to it, my man. Thank you. Thank you for being on the show. Much love.